Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the kind of a cool out there afternoon voice of your local announcer. And it's time now for the Food Show, a unique program in all of radio, uh, not just around New Orleans, but around everywhere you go. And uh, you look uh, for a, a program like this, wherein we sit down and we talk about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, uh, everything you can imagine about eating and enjoying it. And that's what we cover here. And we'd love to have you part of it. It's, uh, in, in, in fact, it's something we are critically uh, issued to think about. And we are about to be... Uh, oh, 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 what's the word I'm looking accosted. for? The, uh, no, 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 not accosted. <laughs> Uh, the um, the the delicious uh, presence of um, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, Mary, Ann. Hi, folks. Hi, hi, folks. How are you? Happy almost New Year. It is, and isn't it? Uh, you know, I was listening to the f- news just a few minutes ago, yeah? and they were talking about how the Scott, uh, the Scott, excuse me, the uh, that the stock market has closed down early for the day, but it does that every year on the on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. And they've closed already, and they went down, in case you're wondering. And if you're really wondering, you won't be listening to us anyway. So, uh, But uh, we put all that together, and we have all the works for doing this program about food, about wrestling. Wrestling? Wait a minute. Now, who's that? Now, we'll have to check in with this. Uh... 260-6368. We have the ritual... A, twir- a twirling of the dial. Well, that's in because here. you don't register anything when you talk, Tom. So. Yeah. Well, wait. I... All right, there we go. Yeah. Better. Now, hi everyone. I hope you had a nice weekend. Everyone's just sort of taking it easy uh, between Christmas and New Year's. It's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. A little relaxed time for everyone. Uh, got any highlights to share with us? No. About that? <laughs> well, no, we on Christmas itself, we had that. Yeah, well, we talked about that already. Uh, you know, I'm starting to think about what we should do for New Year's Eve, and it's starting to come into focus a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> for uh, for New Year's Eve? To do nothing. I'm going to sit... I'm going to sit uh, out on, on the meadow in a chair. Mm-hmm. By myself getting drunk. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, I know that's not it. <clears throat> what are your plans for New Year's Eve? I don't know. Folks? You haven't told me yet. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to them. Oh, that's yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 260-6368, if you would like to chat with us on Friday, Michael75 came in here. Boy, that he was something different. came into the studio, and we talked He's a about, historian more than he is. We in talked a, uh, about travel. Travel. Talked about travel. He's a much more adventuresome eater than I am, but that it doesn't take much to be that. Mm-hmm. And then you were sort of in and out on Friday. We talked to Greg Sonier 
about the dinner that was already sold out for the Seasons of Good Taste at Gabrielle oh, really? on King's Day. And then uh, I wanted to talk to him about Gabrielle because we've only been there once since they've reopened. And I know Don Clement, if you want to talk about Gabrielle with him, he's a huge fan. And he, he obviously really likes Cajun food because he is also a really big fan of um, John Fulce. And their food, I think, is similar. Yeah, uh, very, oh, very yeah. Cajun-y, yeah. Very, very brown. Very much. I mean, the, it, yes. that's that's what's listed at the bottom as style of cuisine. It's very, it's very Cajun. Uh, very yes. much like. But, you know, they're both, uh, that's their history. Uh, both of them. Oh yeah. They've uh, grew up in Cajun country and uh, some unusual ones. Why mm-hmm. are you? Because that's uh, starting to get louder than your voice. Oh, um, I'm sorry. The uh, Pascal's Manali story is in NoMenu.com today, and I know people have been wondering and when somebody... you were going to write something about Pascal's Manali. We were saving it as the big story of the year. It is in NoMenu.com today. The transfer and it of is there too, ownership. I was Pascal's looking at Manali. it. I was looking at it just uh, about a 45 minutes ago, and they uh-huh. have a, a over here in uh, in. Uh, Most of the Gump. messages that we have received from people have to do with the absence of the podcasts, and uh, I wish I had an answer for you. I do too. I wish I had an answer. This is. This is something that uh, over the over the last few years, uh, it's it doesn't seem to have a grip on what it's supposed to be or what it's supposed to do. But I have a feeling over the years that that's something that's going to uh, give a whole new. That is going to change this year. That is well, that one would of be my nice, yeah. that is one of my things on my list. That things is going on your to list. Change this year. Uh, I have a, a meeting as soon as I get back. Uh, on that very subject, and I have one actually in L.A. So, um, so I'm, in I'm LA? going to be working on that. Yes, oh. yes, it shouldn't be that difficult to listen to a radio show. No, you're right. <laughs> it really is kind of unbelievably difficult, and uh, and even though I have connected it to the website and made it just a click away, when they click, there's nothing to see. There's no podcast. Now there's no repeat, and now there's no podcast. So that's what we got most of our mail about. I don't know what to say about that, folks, except we're working on it. Yeah, and, and uh, honestly, and I am being honest about this, this is it, it's so complex and so briefly it's been in the world. I mean, they, you, you weren't checking this out, say, I'm two, three years ago. I'm smelling my hands. You're probably yeah. wondering why. Uh, uh, the well, soap here. that I bought over the over weekend. Now, I'll take a the soap that I bought over the weekend. Okay. Uh, kind of uh, different. The uh, yes. Do you know what it is? It's Tell frankincense me. and myrrh. Really? Yes. Who would have it's, guessed that? It is scented with frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> and I kind of really like <laughs> well, it. Well, yeah. Well, frankincense straight is a out of the really, Bible. really big fragrance over in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Guys dip those tassels in frankincense, but I see why. Because it smells good. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to uh, make that something for so everybody. That that smell that noise means I'm smelling my hand. So Tom, do we have a uh, do we have an almanac? We do. And I'll tell you, it's oh, right actually, there. Oh, actually, I have but, it right here in my phone. Uh, uh, okay. That one on the very top, uh-huh. I think. 
Yeah, here we okay. go. Would you like to do it? Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to chat with us, we mm-hmm. are here for you. Yep, uh, here we go. I, we have here pretty much the whole weekend followed by the early parts of this week is the concept behind this. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, December 28th was the third day of Christmas. This is always impossible to keep track of for me. Uh, and uh, then we have restaurant anniversaries that have come up. Now, this is one that got past me. It was uh, Antoine's 2005. Nope, nope, no, nope. Not, not true? Wait, let me hear it. Let me hear it. What is it? It says here, uh, uh, Hurricane Katrina. Oh, I see. No, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Uh, Antoine's reopened for the first time following Hurricane Katrina on the date of uh, December 28th. I know uh, that to okay. be a fact because okay. I was you there. You were there, I'm sure. I was there. Yes. And uh, that's it must for have been sure. Thrilling for you. And then uh, not long after that, uh, Arnos was out there making the same statement, so people knew that they would be back. And it bounced around, and the court of two sisters came back, and uh, little little by little, the restaurant scene uh, came back, and then we reached a point where we didn't even think about it anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, but uh, that's just getting there. It's um, it's been a long time, so you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's been 12 years now. If they opened in 2007, if they opened in 2006, it's been almost 14. 14. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Coming up on 14 years this year. Today is National Frog's Legs Day. It is. Let's see what it says about here in our little. Uh, thing here. It's, uh, wait a minute, what is it again? Tommy should speak into the mic. Oh, yeah, okay. bring the mic around your neck or yeah, something. Yeah. I'm always getting it closer, but then it kind of moves out on its own. Well, it's because you keep turning away oh, Okay, I, just, I don't think I have the energy to frog's push it. Frog's legs day. Most people turn up their noses at the idea of eating frog's legs. Oh, here we go. Here it is. You don't like frog's legs? You know, I don't know. I don't know if... I would like frog's legs, but I have never given myself that opportunity. Does that make me a bad person? No, oh, no, no, indeed. Uh, it's uh, the interesting <laughs> the on that list, about alligator. frog legs. Everybody, when you ask them if they've eaten alligator, I'm, I'm sorry, frog legs days, mm-hmm. and they say, yeah, we've, we've had them. We really like them. Well, what do they taste like? They inevitably say it tastes like chicken, but it doesn't. It doesn't taste like chicken at all, if you ask me. I mean, not even a little bit. It would be maybe a really robust kind of tough fish, maybe, would get you there. Anyway, a lot of people uh, don't. That's what I like, tough fish. Tough fish. Look out. (laughs) Here. So if I don't like tough fish, then I'd say I could reasonably conclude that I would not like frog's legs. Well, maybe it's different from different species because there are quite a few species uh, just outside a big puddle at at the uh at the uh, cool water ranch where we live uh in frog legs they have this uh they have one there particular are frogs con- at a puddle at the cool water ranch where have you seen this tom i've seen them in the pond all the way in the back and mm. i've seen them in the ditch up did front did you on try to catch any to cook i them? i did but they f- were too fast for me they zoom out of there <laughs> And they're they're bigger. Really, you they're, think? They're they're big. They're bigger. Not not only bigger than you thought they were going to be, but they have more going on. I mean, they move. 
These things are really. Well, Tom, if somebody was trying to catch you, well, yeah, and you but, were a little creature. But a frog, you feel like you a little our species. If you were a big thing trying to catch you, wouldn't you move as fast as you could? Yeah, I think so. We have to get some people in here who have eaten and enjoyed. I guess, no, we'll just take an eaten for you. If you have ever eaten any frog legs, call us up and tell us about it. How about that? I could see where you would say that you need buttermilk as a marinade. That sort of loosens up the fibers in anything, doesn't it? I would think so, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Perch, no, Peach, Tennessee is your gourmet gazetteer of the day. I love peaches. Do you? I do. I love peaches in a most um, difficult situation. Yeah. In other words, I never eat peaches because they're all terrible all the time. If I could drive up you say or walk peaches up to a all the peach time? tree yeah. in South Carolina uh-huh. where it's been growing and is ripe and ready for picking or Georgia and you are there when it's ripe and you pull it off the tree. See, I don't even know if this is true because I've never had this experience. Mm -hmm. If you were to drive up or walk up to a full-blown, loaded-down peach tree in harvest season, I'm not talking about picking it three weeks before and Uh putting it on a truck across the country. I'm talking about it's in your backyard. It's a peach tree. You pluck it off when it's ripe. And you bite into it, and the juices go all over the place because it's soft, soft and fragrant and delicious. This is a fantasy of mine. I have never had that experience. <laughs> I have only how did had you, you have crappy peaches uh-huh. that are either too hard, as hard as a rock, or when they turn the corner, they go straight to mush. But that's because... The peaches that we eat in this country have been picked three weeks ahead of time, just like the tomatoes and everything else, and shipped across country. And so you never have the experience unless you live on a farm of that kind of food. You know, uh, there's another part of peaches that doesn't get discussed too, too much, but it's uh, it's very important, I think, in something you wouldn't you'd be losing something to to let it get away, and that is the actual tree. The the wood of a peach tree, when you smoke it uh, or do anything peach else wood. with it. Huh? Peach wood? Peach wood. Peach wood, uh-huh. yeah. And it, it throws off really great yeah, smoke. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's true of most wood uh, fruit trees. Tree wood. Fruit, fruit trees. tree wood. And yeah. uh, that's true. But this one, I'd say, is uh, unusually good. I'm sure it is. I mean, peaches are a divine substance if you ever get them ripe. And, and um, I mean, I must have had the experience somewhere to know that I've had a great peach, but I've never had another one. Maybe it was just it's a pretty just, good peach it's just instead of a great peach. It's never happened, and that's sad huh. because it is a delicious, delicious fruit. Mm-hmm. And it's a pity that most people never get to really taste them on the other hand guess what i ate today for lunch uh garlic sardines no tom 
At some point, we're going to have to hook you up with your garlic and your sardines. I had one of the avocados that we bought weeks, as to, in to plural. Freeze. No, no. No? Weeks, plural, ago, when we talked at length about Martha Stewart's suggestion to put mm. them in the refrigerator. So we bought 16 of them at their little Guinness Book of World Records peach fest and uh, put them in the refrigerator Mm -hmm. because Martha Stewart said if you put them in the refrigerator, they will keep. Yes, I knew that they would keep for 10 days as promised, but it was perfect. It was it was perfect. It was creamy. It was not rotten. And it was the perfect ripeness quotient. And I'm just, this is like the most, <laughs> I guess well, I live a pathetic life. Maybe this you is could, one of the most excite yourself a little. I've made all year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you can, because I love avocados. That's another thing I absolutely love. So it didn't and get you black. you never get them ripe. And it, it, it didn't get to a mush. No. no. And, it's, and it was it's still firm. Soft. It's soft. firm, yeah. soft, Could you spread but it? firm, creamy, and not black or even moldy on the inside. Uh, well, who would I want have that? had a lot of moldy avocados on the inside that I bought two days before. So yep. now that you put them in the refrigerator, I know how to do it. Hmm. It's like it's like this wonderful new world that's been open. Do well, I sound really pathetic? We've, we've I guess all, I do. We've all <laughs> heard this over the years that you should never refrigerate an avocado. And I also would tell you the opposite. You, you get it out of a like a, a direct on uh, sun. And, well, and Martha Stewart are, said you yep. should refrigerate avocados and they will keep. And as usual, she is correct. So I'm very excited about this discovery that I just made like an hour or two ago when I made myself a salad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and was it good? It was good. But you know what I have to get tonight? No, tell me. I have to get some Cavender's Greek seasoning, which I think is a delicious It's And delicious it's been around forever seasoning. and ever and ever. I cannot remember a time that did not have that. Well, I've never had it until <clears throat> probably 20 years ago. Does it sound like I live a really sheltered life? I think it does. Anyway, um, I tried it about, I want to say, like 10 to 15 years ago. And I just think it's a fantastic thing to have. And uh, if you make a Greek salad with just some olive oil and lemon and Cavendish Greek seasoning and feta cheese and all those Greek things in that salad, you will have a killer salad. Which I did, because mm-hmm. I, I opened the refrigerator and the avocado was ripe. Did I say this already? Ripe, ripe, soft, yeah. soft, perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was just I couldn't have been more thrilled, you know. Yeah. But I guess I guess I'm easy to thrill. I don't know what. Well, to say you know, about I, that. I haven't seen the Cavenders in a while, but then again, I haven't looked for it. No, them. I have to go look. Oh, Tom, it's in a pretty good in size jar. In your edible dictionary today, yeah? do you know what you have? What? Sardine Creek. Really? No kidding. What are the chances of that? Let's read it. Where'd you find it? What page? The front page. Pra- the front. The page. very front page of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Let's see Sardine here. Sardine Creek. After the Gourmet Gazetteer, your edible dictionary. You know what I think? No. Uh-oh. Tell me. 
I think your gourmet gazetteer and your edible dictionary are have merged. No, they've swapped. What the have they swapped? The peach should be the edible dictionary, and the gourmet gazetteer should be Sardine Creek. <laughs> anyway, if you want to go no. ahead and read it, or I will. Uh, I haven't found it yet, but um, anyway. <clears throat> Sardine Creek. Sardine Creek, and uh, this is just a, a. Runs about two miles through the mountains, just over the New Mexico state oh, line in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Dropping over 600 feet and fed by three other creeks in that short run. All this is about 200 driving miles from Tucson. Oh, we're late for That's a break. A Let's long, take a break. Long way we'll to back. go. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hello, back. It's the Food Show here on 105.3 FM HD2, and we're having a good time so far. Anyway. And uh, wait, did you just tell me something? Uh, Allie is on the phone. Allie is. I was about to say that. Allie is on the phone. Yay! Good afternoon, everybody. Let's let's cook. Hey. Her. Ready? One, two, three. Yay! Happy Yay. almost Happy Ooh. almost New Year. Happy New Year to you too. How was your Christmas? Oh, it was great. It was wild and crazy. I'm sure you can imagine just explosions mm -hmm. of paper and wrappings and. Trimmings and trappings everywhere. It was fantastic. <laughs> you, you like the trimmings more than the presents? So that's what it sounds like. I, I, you know, kids love to tear paper off presents. That's well, the that's joy true. in it. Or the big box that I mean, everything the, comes in. Exactly. They yeah. they care about the toys, but they're excited to rip paper to shreds and tear mm -hmm. things up. So. That's what that's what we did. Um, Tom, I have eaten frog legs recently. Oh, you have? And Galatoires. I have, oh, and Galatoires. Well, I can picture that. That's that's the kind and, of thing that they would have, uh, you know, like there's a, the, there's this, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the word for this, but uh, it, there's an expression which calls a French anything a frog. Have you ever heard that? Mm -hmm. I have Well, not. there it is. <laughs> Just waiting oh, for anything you. Anything French they call a frog? Is that what you said? A, a frog, right? It's a it's yeah. a. Um, My friend the frog. It's a. I don't know. I guess a dismissive term. Yeah, that's. I think that's an accurate way of putting it. They oh, aren't, of like course. I mean, we're not trying to say that we think that the frogs themselves are that way, but uh, the joke is it goes that way. Okay, well, I had them, and I thought they were delicious, and they were served, like, seared with, like, a demi-glaze um, on them as as an appetizer on the menu. And I and I thought they were great, but I haven't eaten them. Is that your first time I've trying them? Um, no, I've eaten them before, but that is my first time trying them in New Orleans. I've eaten them in the other places that I've lived, um, but that's the first frog legs I've had in New in a New Orleans restaurant. Okay. And I thought, and I thought they were, I thought they were really good. And I agree with you, Tom. I don't think they taste like chicken, even no, though they everyone definitely says do they not taste, taste like chicken. chicken. No, no, You're they're a little get... more earthy. You know, mm -hmm. they're a little more earthy than than I think chicken tastes. Um, yeah, I get uh, you. You know that flavor that you get if you have, uh, let's say, some other fish or something that is uh, served in a brown butter. Yep. I think mm -hmm. that's kind of the way to go. If if I were doing it just uh, when I, if I'm making it up as I go, that's where I'd wind up. Yeah, I would I would make it sort of compare it similarly to kind of like a wild game flavor. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a little bit more of that earthy flavor. But I like them. 
And Marianne, I have a peach suggestion for you. A peach suggestion Locally. coming up. Tell me. <laughs> if you ever take a trip for whatever reason, if you want to make a trip out of it with Mary Lee, and Try you drive along the Alabama Gulf Coast, we go for um, shrimp fest and for vacations um, in that direction. Alabama has fantastic peaches, and the guys selling them on the side of the road have the or- orchards in their in their backyards. Mm-hmm. Those are real deal. Pick them from their orchards. Peaches, not the three weeks and they traveled on a truck. Okay. Now I think there are different, of course, than than East Coast, you know, but if you're looking for as close as you can get and haven't been picked and shipped across the country and down here, Alabama has fantastic peaches. When we take beach trips, um, that's where we get them when we're driving along the coast um, Hmm. on the way there. Is that legal? And when you bite into them, do the juices run down your arm? Well, I always determine a good peach if I can smell it 10 feet away. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's so profoundly aromatic. Yeah. That the scent literally has that far of a reach. If you can't smell a peach from that <laughs> distance, mm-hmm. it has been picked too ripe. It has been, or, you know, unripe. It's been picked mm. too soon, and it hasn't had its ability to really soak up those last, um, few weeks that they have to pick them to have them in the stores, and it and it loses that. But, I mean, I literally have to be able to smell the peach from ten feet away, and I know it's good. Okay, I like this. So the next time you, what, what is the season for it? I it's, think it's actually uh, late summer. Yeah, late summer, late summer early fall. Hmm. Uh, I once upon a time, about oh, ten or twelve or fifteen years ago. I was engaged by Disneyland, and uh, the company that makes that, that makes pies, frozen pies, uh, with things like peaches and pears and and apples and everything else you can think of. Uh, they were running it, and there was a contest here. And uh, there I was with a bunch of other food writers, and we were checking out all of these pies, which after a while, let's just say, gets a little tiring and a little mm-hmm. rich and i'm still remembering that it was it was pretty wild but it it's certainly something that has a pleasure to it that you don't think about until you're actually doing it I absolutely think. and i actually love pies for the crust too i've had terrible yeah. crusts before but great great That's the hard I part. pies for the crust a lot of the times too um marianne i thought michael 75 was so charming and so fascinating on friday i loved listening to his stories he's got a million of them yep he was great uh, he's he's been coming as long as this program's been on the air and uh and there he goes and he i'm sure we'll hear from him today unless i don't just because we (laughs) we told him he was truly a world traveler fascinating guy like listening to him and and he knows not only the um not only the world and, you know, traveling through it,
but also what food you will find in the places you go to. And even one step beyond that, not just how good the food is, but what kind of food is this? Where did it come from? Is it really that great? And is it shipped in? And, you know, all of these uh, matters. He has covered all of that. I know because he's told us here in the past. Yeah, I uh, he's a much more adventuresome traveler than I am. And, and by that, I don't mean like I'm an adventuresome traveler, but an adventuresome eater. You know, he's yes. going to try the um, he's going to try the belly of the sheep. You know, yeah, belly right. of the in sheep, the and, and I'm not. In the squidding <laughs> sauce. sauce. I know he was talking about that dish. I was we like, can oh, get that here, awesome. you know. I mean, I yeah, see he's, that he's around go here. Out but... on a limb and try the, the crazy things. But I thought he was so fascinating. He is. And, and um, well, come he's, again. Got a, he's got an interesting off-air story, too. All right. Um, Allie? Let us yeah. promote your appearance on the food show while you are here before we have to go take a break. Yay. So, sure. You my little angel Allie you, is going to be sitting in for me as she often does. Are you going to be with us twice in one week? Mm-hmm. I am, and I I'm bringing I'm bringing food surprises for you, Tom. Ooh. <laughs> well, I've already bought my big box of index cards. So I'm ready for oh, good. you. Oh. Here, is, here is the line that I'm going to use to battle. Tom is actually going to be in studio all week. Imagine that. Fantastic. I can't yeah. wait. Well, I'm bringing you food surprises, Tom, each day. So bring your Ellie's own. going to be on on Thursday, the 2nd, mm-hmm. yep. and Friday, the 3rd, with Tom. Mm. We're going to be toasting to the new year, Tom. Woohoo! Oh gosh, hey, who knows? If only okay. I could get a date, then snack we could really cup, get somewhere. Snack but, cup uh... duty calls, y'all. I gotta go to snack <laughs> cup duty. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right, Allie. Thanks for calling. Uh huh. Bye bye. Take care. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. You know, here we welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We foodle around every day talking about eating, drinking, wine, and all of that. And the other day I had a thought on, oh, do we have something else to move on to? Because no. um, uh, there was a, a thought that entered my mind, and it expresses something that I'm, I'm very sensitive about right now, and that is, uh, all, uh, you know, I love restaurants. I, I mean, anyone who would get to know me even a little bit would, would see this. I love to go to restaurants. I don't particularly like to spend a huge amount of money, but if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But I'll even go to a restaurant and try something kind of on the small side, whatever I can get. And also mainly more than anything, other reason is so I can be with the other people who are there, too. And uh, I had this just this line in my mind, and I think I'm going to chase around everybody I see and uh, take advantage of what I'm telling them. Oh, boy, I'm excited about that, <clears throat> And uh, watching you chase people. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know they, like they had those two people who were having the birthday party over at... Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So when go ahead. You, so anyway, uh, the, the item is, I love restaurants. And then below that it says, why I love res- uh, restaurants. Why, do you know why? No, you just told me. 
Okay. Because they're good. That's ah. A, that's a quotation from... Well, they're not always the, good. The, well, uh, they, they're they good. I mean, for whatever uh, mm-hmm. reason you have it. If you, I guess if, if you picked it up the wrong way or something. But uh, anyway, my uh, deceased buddy, uh, Dick Brennan Sr., uh-huh. He had a line once that you could stick it on a whole bunch of other things. One of them is, do you know why kids like to eat uh, peanut, oh, butter, and jelly peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? And Dick Brennan said, uh, yeah, I know why, because they're good. Yeah. That's it. And right. it's stuck in my mind. And so, you know, that's... that's that it applies to restaurants, too. Well, that's what I'm thinking, because I want uh, the rest of the country... And the rest of the world, if necessary, to be aware of this reflex that we have uh, around through the resource. The all, you mean the resource? I'm sorry, I, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know where to go with it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, once uh, once that is achieved, then you have more friends and blah blah blah, and on and on it goes. I give me any restaurant from let's say the 1970s or the nine or the 60s. Or uh, one that is just current and... Can I change the subject for a second? Uh, sure. Yeah. So we had this piece on Pascal's Manali today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of remembrances of Pascal's Manali. But um, we also had something about the future of it. Mm-hmm. And this was based on a visit that we had recently at Pascal's Manali. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if anyone has read that piece on nomenu.com and what sort of memories or experiences you have to share about Pascal's Manali. Because the point of the piece was, first of all, to acknowledge it as being the number one story of 2019, the changing of the guard at Pascal's Manali. But there was a lot of history about it in there and also um, observances about what the future might look like under the new regime there. And so uh, we had a wonderful meal there, but the thing that impressed us the most about it, I have to say, I don't go to Pascal's Manali that often. And I want to I want to change that in the new year because mm-hmm. it has a great feeling to it. It has a wonderful. It does. Feeling. It has a really great feeling to it. And it's a, a, it, it comes across when you open up the door and you look into it. You are looking at a neighborhood joint, basically. That's exactly. And I don't really care for neighborhood joints, which is why I haven't previously spent a lot of time there. That is not true, though. When you walk in. It does have the neighborhood joint feel to it. But when you walk into the dining rooms, they're very updated. They're quite beautiful. I mean, by beautiful, I don't mean, oh, my God, they're gorgeous. I'm just saying there is nothing outdated about the look of the dining rooms. It is filled with local people. It is filled with experienced waiters with personality. And it is really the quintessential New Orleans dining experience. It absolutely is. And so that was what registered to me Mm -hmm. when I went there a week or two ago, and I just was charmed by it. I was absolutely charmed by it. So I was just wondering if anyone has been to Pascal's Manali lately, particularly under the new Ownership, <clears throat> ownership. If you didn't know it had changed hands, you wouldn't know it had changed hands. What do you, uh, What would you guess is my favorite dish over there? 
at, at Manali's? Oysters. Good, good start. Give me some <laughs> some detail. Well, Tom, I know that you eat oysters absolutely any way that you can get them, mm-hmm. any chance that you can have them. So that was my automatic mm-hmm. first thing. Mm-hmm. So, Want to take another guess? It's um, not hard. Barbecue shrimp? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't, no, I didn't shrimp think are not the same as, as oysters. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. My ah. goodness, too. Oh, wow. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, your second favorite thing? Uh, bread pudding, lasagna. Lasagna's okay. Oh, really? I thought it was good there. It's pretty good. I, I don't know what else, Tom. I haven't. Okay. Um, oysters, Rockefeller. Well, that's what I said. No, oysters. You, you just said oysters. Well, oysters in any iteration. Your oysters, okay. Rockefeller. Your Bienville. Oysters, Rockefeller. Oysters, Bienville. And then they have this uh, this peculiar dish that I I never make up my mind as to whether I really love it or not. But it's uh, called combination pan roast. Oh yeah, the oyster oysters. Pan roast. And it has, yeah. it does have some shrimp in there. And where'd she go? She just picked up and left. You know, the the, res- the respect that us guys get to some of these women. And and I'm just learning how dumb that could be. <laughs> well, there we go. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And what we do is talk about food here and restaurants and cooking. But I wasn't done with that last thing that I brought up. Uh, why? Do I love restaurants, or just plain? I love restaurants. I want to. I want to have bumper stickers that say that they have so many other th- things on bumper stickers these days. Why not that one? I love restaurants. Would you uh, just draw it up yourself with a with a pen, a pen and stick it on your uh, on your uh, sticker butt thing on my jig? Anyway, so maybe we can see something like that. Two six zero six three six eight is our telephone number. We never stop giving that one out because that's where we live, and we'd love to know where you live, and then we'll forget about it instantly, so we won't invade your privacy. What? I don't either. So two six zero six three six eight. The food show. Here you are. Yeah, Tom, you're not broadcasting to me. You're broadcasting to the the people out there. They are. What does so, that mean? Well, when you when I got up, it was like, wait a second. I'm talking to you, but you're not really talking to me. You're talking to them, right? Yeah. So I know that I'm going to regret this. I love you this. all. I know that mm-hmm. I'm going to really, really, really regret this, but you, you know, know what? It's, I'm it's just like, going for it. It's like some kind of dis- disturbing. Today, on, in 1867, William uh-huh. Seward completed the purchase of Alaska from the Russians for $7.2 million. What a steal. Yeah. In honor of the big addition to our country, have a baked Alaska tonight. No chocolate mm-hmm. sauce, please. Have you ever had a, a, a baked Alaska? Oh, oh I yeah, have. Sure. I have them all. The, I've had them quite a bit with you. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, when I think of Alaska, I don't think of a baked Alaska. I think of, I'm, I know I'm going to regret this, halibut. You halibut. Beat, you beat me to my shtick. And salmon. And s- mm. s- wait, who's wait, from Anchorage? Mm. Halibut from Anchorage. Oh. <laughs> mm. And on its way to yes, hal- halibut from Anchorage. You've heard that story, then, Doug. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess he has. What story would that be? Okay. Mm. Well, good. I'm glad he said that because that means he hasn't heard it. But 
Um, when we were in Alaska in 2003, I had a grilled halibut sandwich. Oh, never a, forget that. Yeah, in a pub, but not really a pub. It was more like a Houston's. It had a Houston's feel to it. But what it was was the original space. It was the original location of the very first Nordstrom. Really? Mm-hmm. In Alaska? Yep, the very first Nordstrom. Wow. No, that's, that's, and the two things don't go together. Well, it was probably some pioneer thing, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, this this restaurant, whose name I cannot remember, uh, was a, a really beautiful place. And the food was terrific. And I had this halibut sandwich that I will never forget. And it was the first time, I think, maybe that I had halibut. And it's a I great just fish. Love it. It's love a, it. Love it. Love it. It's a flatfish, as they say. <clears throat> it's could, flaky and it's, white, and it's all. Why is halibut always thick, Tom? It's always at halibut? least an inch thick. Uh, there which are is some, unusual. <clears throat> there are some of them that I have seen that got up to 800 plus pounds. Yeah, I know, but you're not serving the whole fish on the platter. You usually no. see halibut served yeah. in about a two inch square chunk that's two by two by one inch high seared on both sides and the white meat flake you know the flaky white meat is exposed and it's it's divine but why so why always so small yet high does that make sense well they sit they sit on the the <clears throat> the bottom of the of the water. Yes, when they're swimming, Tom. But when yeah. they're cut up to serve, why is it always cut in a two by two inch square that's an inch high? Because I mean, if you get if you get a you know a, a Dover sole, it's going to be prepared. Be, it's going to be a quarter of an inch. It's a little tiny fish. If Much you see a salmon or any other kind, like a redfish, for example, they're all kind of the same size but you know that a halibut is enormous so it could really be any size why is it always two by two by one inch does any chef out there know the answer to this well my guess on this first of all they can get really really big i saw one once on a cruise ship we were on that was 800 plus pounds and the chef uh, the uh, the captain. I'm so glad they didn't serve that to me. <laughs> the captain pulled it. No, this is normal for those flatfish. A flatfish is the. I kind know, of, Tom, but if you have right an 800 fa- pound fish, yeah. you're gonna get a whole lot of portions out of that. Yeah. So why are the portions always almost identical across the board, no matter what restaurant you get it? In? Well, but you wouldn't want a 600 pound. Yeah, that's you know, because the, that's the way I, they get it. I quit. What? That's because I, it's the way they get it, actually. And was this the marketplace cafe, by the way? Wait, hmm? what is what? What was this? This the, was that the marketplace cafe, by the way? It. What's the street? What's the street? Uh, it'd be at the uh, six o three. Uh, what's the name of the street? Six o three D Street. I was about to say Main Street because it seems to me like it was on a Main Street. Well, this um, this this is in the this this restaurant is closed now. Uh, since you left, they closed. <laughs> and 
I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, it was well, this really... was the restaurant that was in that space. Uh huh. And there is okay. no restaurant in that space at the moment. Oh, really? Oh, that's too bad because it's a very cool space. And I'm very sad to hear that they didn't last because the, the food was really good. Well, I don't know. It must be tough. Hey, what? you know, you, you go and you, you know, and then you leave and then, uh, you know, you have, they have no more customers. The whole place goes apart. It falls apart. What, what can you say? What, what, uh, what place you is You said this? the Marketplace Cafe is the name of the restaurant. I remember it was right next to a, a little shop with, you know, Alaskan curios and stuff like that. That's too bad. Anyway, it was a delicious first taste of halibut. And I've had many since then, and again, they're always the same size, and I just find that kind of interesting because you would think it might be different from different places. Like salmon. Mm -hmm. You can get salmon certain ways, but you usually see salmon in a portion of about four to six ounces. It's about four inches long and about three inches wide and about half an inch thick. But the guy up at Lola in Covington serves a piece of salmon that looks like a finger. It's the length of a finger. It's Uh probably six inches long, one inch wide, and one inch tall. Mm Mm-hmm. And he sears that around. And so it's funny because different, different restaurants will serve you different pieces of fish in different configurations, well, except for halibut, which is always uniform. Well, I've seen some real big ones. I've seen some kind of middling size. Mm-hmm. What, but uh, anyway, there's, it's a great fish. It's not well known. It's more in the Pacific Ocean than it is in the Atlantic Ocean, although it is in both. But you won't see it in a river. So uh, that's where you go to do uh, gigantic fish, yes. Uh, halibut, except is, if is where you're you go in with the, Halifax. In Halifax. <laughs> and now, now I know that I've I've got this thing now about saying the word halibut. It's almost like I have to whisper it before I get Tom going on halibut in Halifax. But there is a lot of great halibut in Alaska, and I did want to mention that because it is the day that. Uh, that Alaska was annexed to the United States. I'm glad we settled that. Yes. 2606368 is the number. Would love to hear about your New Year's Eve plans. If you have some really Who? great one, give us a call. Who's Someone on the is on the phone. Hello. No, we, Timely. Timely's on oh. the phone. Well, oh, guys, we only have five minutes. Hello. Happy New Year. Hello. Happy New hey. Year. Hi. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. You know, we've only got five minutes. You want Are you going to be able to call at like four o'clock? Do you want to just talk for a few minutes and then hang on? Or you want to call back or you just don't have that much to say? Yeah, whatever. Well, whichever works for you guys better. Okay. So let's We're just use available. this as a brief little tease and then call us back at four o'clock because I want to hear what's been going on since we last checked in. All right. I uh, matter right off the bat. Where are you? We're in They're San California. Francisco. Yeah. Which, say it mm-hmm. again. Oh, they they went over each other. What? Where are you? Timely, where are you? In okay. San Francisco. Oh, you're in San Francisco. Oh, so you're up in San Francisco. Well, well, you're not heading our way at all. You won't be here for New Year's. No, <laughs> no, we will not. <laughs> 
Are you coming back down this way or are you heading straight over? Yeah, we'll be back down that way. It's looking more and more like uh, Mardi Gras season as the days <laughs> go by. We'll see. That's nothing new. <laughs> well, you certainly should come for Mardi Gras. Have you ever been for Mardi Gras? I have. Uh, Tim hasn't. He's been down there for Halloween before, right? Yeah, well, you know, every every holiday is kind of like a Mardi Gras or a Halloween here. You know, everybody dresses yeah. up all the time. <laughs> That's true. You that don't need a holiday, true. really. Okay, I want to tell you guys something really quick because we're going to talk at length after you call back because I want to hear about what you've been doing. But if you're start, I don't know where you're going to first run into this, but when you start heading back our way, Tim... I know that you have this thing for fried avocado, which I hope you got your fill of down south in in, uh, California. But there is a chain called Torchies Tacos. Oh, yeah. You know it? In San Francisco? No, 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 no. As you head back our way, at some point, in order to get here, you're going to drive through Texas. And I don't know. I know they're in Colorado, too. Um, and they're spreading out all over, but it's called Torchies Tacos, and they have great everything, but they also have really great fried avocado taco. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. So we're gonna have to, we'll have to, you know, coax you a little bit closer that that you need to go there. But anyway, we're gonna have to take a break for the news right now. But I definitely want you guys to come back and give us a report on where you've been. Did you find the good food in San Diego? And I assume you're in you're in Santa Barbara, right? Is where you spent Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. We're definitely I want to hear your California report and then uh, and then talk about where you're headed after that. So call us back at, at uh, like three minutes after four o'clock or mm-hmm. three minutes after two your time. Okay, okay and we'll uh, resume okay. our conversation but With before Tivoli. we but before we get away from you, I just want to ask you this question. Do you love restaurants? Just let me know when we come back. Is we there will anybody come back. that's going to say no to you, Tom? Well, I don't you think know. anyone's going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't like know. restaurants I'm, to Tom I'm, Fitzmorris? We want to see. Maybe, we, maybe you never know that what's going I gonna... doubt it, seriously. Well, yeah. let's, let's find out. Okay. It's the food show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.